So, Fraser. Ben. Back with another special guest. Another guest, yes. Good looking one, better than ben. previous guests. I'd go as far as to say they've all been good looking, but hmm. we're in good company, aren't we? Mate, before we go any further, please undo your top button. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Jack Fletney. Hello, welcome, mate. mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I don't know if you'll be saying that in half an hour, but maybe we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. But it's going to be a roller coaster of fun. Um, for those that don't know, Jack, um, I always refer to you as Northamptonshire's Bear Grylls when yeah, I introduce you to people. Um, I was going to go Ray Mears, but I don't think many people yeah, would, uh, would actually, remember Ray. You did take the mick out of him when he didn't do the world uh, the world record attempt for, for yeah. chin ups. I remember that. I yeah. just said if you needed help, you should have, should have shouted. <laughs> just How don't know which up? chin I would have pulled up <laughs> before anybody else gets in there. No, I, I, I just, that's where, um, that's where we all first met, that's right? Where, yeah, I remember I came to your previous yeah. premises and came and said hello. Yeah, well, yeah. you guys jumped right behind it and helped loads with the fundraising and storytelling, so. Yeah, I mean, if, if you cast your mind back then, it was a strange time and to be able to raise that awareness and, and, and some money for the Northampton Saints Foundation was was pretty amazing. And also, I mean, we we joked about it, that we tried to work the maths out and we were like, mm. even that made us get out of breath because it was it was an incredible thing. And obviously, yeah. I mean, you've done, you've done loads of... Um, challenges. Uh, challenges. Where, what would be your, your highlight? What's your favourite one, the one that stands out? Well, probably the favourite one I'd say was two reasons. The first one was just the first big one that I did that actually probably launched the attention and got the ball rolling with doing all these different expeditions and challenges as a ski erg. So it's 24 hours on the ski erg. And the ski erg is like a rower, but it stood up on the wall and it simulates cross-country skiing. Uh, so I did 24 hours on that. And that was for the Saints Foundation as well. That's the first time I did work with them. Where did you do that? That was just at the um, Shirefit gym in Wellingborough, literally. It was during COVID, so no one could really come and support. And we just had a camera set up, had a little support team get me some food. Um, I taped my hands to the handle so I couldn't get off it. And, and uh, yeah. I'm sure other people might be thinking what I'm about to say. Needed a wee? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So I could, I, I could go for a wee. I didn't, but believe it or not, because you're sweating so much and you're sort of just on the go chasing it, you don't really need to go for a toilet during those 24 hours because you're just burning it all off constantly. To be fair, I don't think anybody would notice anyway if you uh, if you stayed on it That's while true. you were doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. If it was a number two, they would Paula Radcliffe, they call that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paula Radcliffe. Yeah. They do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So um, let, let's just go back a, a, a stage. Fair assumption, Northampton, she is very own Bear Grylls? Um, I suppose I'm trying to get to that point maybe one day. That would be the aspiration. I'm, not, I'm nowhere near that yet, but I'm trying to you know, emulate maybe a bit of the pathway, do things slightly differently, yeah. If you had to summarise yourself to, in way of introduction to someone that's never heard of Jack Fleckney, how would you do that? Nowadays, I'd probably say adventurer. Um, that's what I'd probably term it as, but it's, it's really difficult because I kind of like juggle with a few different things, whether it be the, these physical challenges that we do. And the reason we do them is because they gain so much more attention for fundraising. And then we have the expeditions, which don't gain as much fundraising because people can't relate to it as much. If I say I'm going to do 24 hours on something of rope climbs or whatever, they, they understand it. If I say I'm going to trek through here in Africa or kayak this, people are like, wow, it sounds like a holiday. Yeah. So they don't really understand it. So there's, I love the expeditions. I love adventure. So that's where that comes from, um, and introducing other people to that. I'm sure we'll we'll do some kind of adventure together soon, right? Yeah, sure. We'll walk to the pub. Yeah, <laughs> we can run to the bar. 
<laughs> depending if we've had a curry, we can run somewhere else afterwards. You but, didn't run anywhere in your life, <laughs> no, no, don't need to. I go up and down the stairs 15 times a day. Sorry, I go down the stairs 15 times a day. I was going to ask For a cigarette, that. and then you come back up in the lift. Yep, absolutely. Do you actually use that lift? Yeah, I'm the only one in the whole building, I think, that uses it. <laughs> okay. I've finally figured out where I can stand in there, and I still get a phone signal, so I can carry on my phone call when I come up, because it used to cut out. That's true, disappointing. True that. story. Um, you say about the support on the fundraising and everything. If you, if you go back to the, the, the chin-up challenge at the um, the Saints, the support there was massive. Mm. There was people coming for, cause what was it, 21 hours, I think, the shoulder went. There was For that whole 21 hours, there were people there supporting, chanting, cheering, donating. Like, how, like the challenge aside, how does that make you feel with the support that they come to? to yeah, to, it, it, that, that was really overwhelming. Um I've been quite lucky that before that, because of running the gym business, we built a lot of connections with people and they really got behind that cause. So yeah, you know, being in the middle of the stadium there and people wanted to come and be involved, it was amazing. And it was overwhelming. And I think I made the mistake maybe for the first like 12 hours of feeling like I had to say hello to everyone in between all the reps. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, at the same time, it put a lot of pressure on the event. Like that's, that was probably, you said the best, This the chin-ups are definitely the toughest in terms of mental, like the chat, obviously I injured myself uh, maybe three weeks before the event and those three weeks leaning into actually doing it because we didn't want to postpone it because we'd booked out the stadium, we'd raised, already raised about 50,000 pounds, I think with business sponsorship. Mm. So I knew if I canceled it, we'd probably lose a lot of that. And so that was mentally challenging, being able to turn up and still give it a go. It's hard because hindsight's a beautiful thing, mm. but I think, if you could turn back time, you'd have would have postponed it. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and yeah. then, and you'd have probably got a little bit more support from people. Sounds like David Hay of his broken toe. It's Bell you. You're comparing his <laughs> shoulder with it's um, yeah, just like that. It's Kalitsko. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> would yeah. Would you do, do you feel like you want to? You've got unfinished business for that particular challenge. I have, yeah, but I've kind of like now got a shoulder issue because of it. So, oh, really? So you see, yeah. But what happened was, in the, I, I decided to do that because basically the odds were against me in terms of the work we were doing with Saints Foundation. We're trying to tell the kids this story of like take things on that you maybe think that you can't do, and because I'm pretty heavy, tall, long arms, it's not great for pull-ups. I wasn't that good at them either. So over about six months, I just trained in the back garden. I had a little pull-up bar there, and I started off doing like you know, 50 pull-ups. And then I, and eventually it, over six months, it got to the point where I was doing sessions with two, 3,000 pull-ups in a night. Um, and then, uh, but just to make it, people understand, when I started, I think I could do, I, when I first did my first set, I, the most I could do in one go was nine. Um, so you can think, adding on from nine, that. Nine more than me and you. Hey, hey, you, hey. you said you, you Do you reckon I, you could do one? Oh, yeah. He's I'd struggle. But it, it's a it's a different it's a different type of um, f physical demand and mental. How much of it's mental? Oh, all of it, really. Yeah, there's like a physical, especially expeditions, mental most of it, and the prep. These these physical ones, you got to turn up in good nick, but you have to be mentally ready to like go into a pretty dark place. And if you're not, and I've made that mistake before, where I've turned up to them before, and and if there's one little bit of doubt that's you, you're screwed because the, you get like 30 minutes into something that's gonna be 24 hours. If you're already thinking this is mega tough mm -hmm. and then thinking I've got 23 and a half hours to go that you've lost it. So so what's the mindset and, and how is the mindset, right, I'm gonna smash this. 
How, how do you mentally prepare to go? Yeah, into so like you have to be like incredibly confident in your abilities because, like I said, you, you to set records, you're gonna have to go fast from the start. There's no like I've got to take it easy for the first twenty hours and go at the end. And then following that, then it's kind of like like different strategies that I've built that work for me. They might not work for you, but I I kind of make every. It's all about minimizing stress. That's the key. So and it's same for everyone. Same for you with what you guys do when you're in business. It's about not letting the stress get to you, and that's exactly what I do. So when when things start to get physically tough, I start breaking it up. So I might like look at like rather than me th as an example that ski erg one, I was doing it hours. I was doing 24 sets of one hour. And each hour, yeah, that's a good way. each hour I'd ski for 58 minutes and then I'd have a chair like this behind. I'd sit down, eat and drink and then stand back up and then carry on the process. So it, immediately you think, you just get through this hour. Then the next one was like, and as it gets harder, it just comes smaller. I'm like, get through this five minutes. It's been like when I say to you, Fraser, a sale a day keeps Ben away. Yeah. When he has a great keeping week. That up, we go, yeah, always. When we have a great week, we go to the pub on at one o'clock on a Friday. But, but but it's interesting that that mentality, I'm being serious it's now. Mindset, we've had yeah. a really good start in business for, to this Q one, if you like. Yeah. As we enter Q two, that psychology about it's maintaining that momentum. Yeah, the first set's done, we've got three more to do. And yeah. it's it's breaking it down and doing that. I do I think the 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 mindset, I think, is the biggest thing because, again, look, I'm in no physical condition and will probably never do anything like that in my lifetime. No, but you won't. With with the um, with the chin up challenge, it was 24 hours of doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like the definition of madness yeah. of just repetitive. Repeat, repeat. Yeah, but mm. when you go out and do the the sort of the safari and, and, and the desert and bits and pieces yeah. like that, you've it's broken down into different chunks. Yeah. So I imagine that is quite talk hard. us through ex the expeditions because we've had a talk. We spoke about this before. You don't know this yet, but I actually think that there there could be a something in this for us whether that's me and you or some of the wider team i'm not sure I'm busy, yet i'm busy that day no 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 this is this is a week possibly gone jack t t talk us through the expedition so is in how i got into it or what yeah. we're delivering now how you got into it and then, okay. and then what you're delivering now well my first ever like outdoor thing was where i was working down at um Urchester country park at, oh. um, you know the high wise jungle park yeah, down yeah, there. yeah, yeah. so I helped sort of like do some building on it. And then they said, do you want to work there? I was only like 15, I think. And uh, then they said, oh, we're going to do the three peaks. Do you want to do it? And I have no, this is the UK three peaks. You climb the highest in Scotland, then England and Wales. I've never done anything like that before. And I just turned up with like flip-flops and shorts on, just thinking it's like a walk. And uh, yeah, anyway, got to the top of Ben Nevis. And I remember it was so cold. I had to go into like this little safety shelter to try and warm up before I come back down. And that was my first ever like seeing the mountains, being outdoors. Because, you know, Northamptonshire, as much as we've got farmland and things. Cold Ashby like quite that. high up. Is it? It's cold Ashby. about 50 metres above it's sea level, really, is it? Oh, really <laughs> not on that level. But. But it's the highest point of Northamptonshire. Oh, is it actually? I don't it know is, that. Yeah, there you go. The seventh hole, heart attack hill. <laughs> I got on the green in three. Actually... I got in the green in three and it took me six to putt it. I went straight to the 19th for Guinness and Cheesy Chips. Well, go on, sorry, we digress. No, no, it's right. And I've noticed that you two love to turn it back to golf and I've listened to these podcasts oh. now. <laughs> yeah, funny story about um, that, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay, yeah. So um, so then after that, I joined the military, so I joined the Royal Marines, and I've 
obviously what age were you then i was 17 18 when i when i joined i went through training so and that was a funny experience because i hadn't even hit puberty yet and i turned up to think i was going to go through like nine months of the longest military training in the world and yeah that was incredible Still talking like that i, I was <laughs> yes, well, I, yeah no i was i'll show you a picture afterwards it's not relevant now but i'll show you a picture of me after and you'll literally laugh because it's me three weeks into training i look about 12 right. and i couldn't and i had i'd grew no like facial hair at all but they still made me shave so I still had to every morning get up with everyone and shave with them even though I didn't need to um so yeah I went through training everything there was outdoors so I specialized in kind of like navigation and like le leading in the mountains and outdoor work there so started doing that and that kind of like got a spark going that's where these expeditions started so I started off just go back any family that had been in the marines or did you get any sort of no my stepdad was in the um it was in the military so he's, he was in the navy so he's a um a helicopter engineer in the in the navy so i think interest sparked from there but actually for me a lot of it was from reading andy McNabb books believe it or not really? yeah so i was playing rugby at the time and i, I kind of knew like i wasn't quite good enough i was i was playing at a really good team but uh yeah i knew that where, where what was your rugby was, team? it was london wasps so um I, I was obviously played up here for Reginald High and Rugby Club. And then what I got- What position were you? I was a nine, scrum half. Scrum half? Yeah. Oh, I told you, I, I didn't go through puberty till I was 17, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I was little. <laughs> your ball's dropping and your vocal cords yeah. changing. Look at the size of you. <laughs> scrum yeah, half, imagine so, being- <laughs> um, So yeah, so uh, I kind of knew, cause I was, I was on like a, I think it was like a year and a half or two year contract down there from about 15 years old. And I knew that it, it wasn't, I wasn't quite good enough because you get that feeling when yeah. you're in those situations. And they and I was too small at the time. And they said, um, and I did put a lot of weight on whilst I was there, but I knew it wasn't going to work. So they, they they literally the afternoon they called me into the office to discuss contracts and things. And they just said, look, you're just not quite good enough. I had some other opportunities to go and play other teams, but I kind of was reset. So that afternoon, I remember I went to Trafalgar Square to the military office there. And I actually originally was going to join the parachute regiment, the army. And I went and got the paperwork. And then on the walk, back from there I walked past the Navy careers office and had this huge big green poster on the wall on the window and it just said it just had the emblem it just said Royal Marines Commando 99.9% .9 need not apply and it was basically oh, and, wow. and that hooked me and, and apparently, that. apparently that advertising campaign went terribly for them but for me that worked I went in and got the paperwork and was like I'm in yeah but when you look at a sort of like a, a setup from the age of 17 going forward take nothing away and my knowledge may be limited but the Marines Commando training course, or, or, or to even get in, second to the SAS, is the hardest in well, the the military to get into. Yeah, so it's the it's the it's the longest basic yeah. training in in the world. Yeah, so and that's kind of the other grab for me. It was it was like so it's there's nine months, thirty two weeks of training, and you just turn up and you know, and it's progressive. It gets harder and harder and harder. Yeah. What was your mindset if if you can go back that far? I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to do this, and you broke it down or. Did, did, as your mindset and the, the mental element progressed and matured with you? I think I was I was so young then. I look at it now and think if I went through training now, if I say signed up and went in tomorrow, it'd be a different game. Like I'd probably find it much more comfortable. I spent those nine months just like nervous and scared the whole time of like getting beat, you know, being kicked off the course or not doing something correctly. So I think I'd definitely, although I enjoyed it, I think that fear that I had constantly made it not as an enjoyable experience as it could have been. But yeah, week to week, because it's a conversation thing. If we were doing it together, yeah. we'd get through week one and be like, yeah. yes, we got through week. And I know you lads would get through it easy, but we're... I, I love the element of, of the, the the mind. I think is such a powerful and underrated part of the body. Yeah, and I, and it doesn't matter if you're in elite level sport, or an adventurist, or a, a, in business. 
it, it is, and I think it's so important. But having that to deal with, and then having just as a, a difficult physical challenge, I've got so much respect for people that do that, and that's why I've got respect for um, elite level athletes, even some of these serial entrepreneurs that are then running the marathon in a few weeks' time. Uh, the training that they've had to go into that, whilst also running their own business, and then you look at it in the elite level sport, rugby players, what they put themselves through, boxers as well, they're doing, it's the mind, but it's also physically as well. And yeah, I'm in awe of people that can achieve that on all levels. Pretty much, you, you go back, you joked about not hitting puberty while you're going through the the Marines Commando nine months course. You're not only going through mental challenges that you've ever, you've probably never gone through in your life. You're going through physical challenges that you've never gone through in your life. And then you've got your body playing tricks with you and, growing into the man that you are today that's it that's a huge at 17 to overcome but when we talk about the mental strength all of that does a part of you cast your mind back to that training then whilst you're in the middle of the challenges that you do now yeah it's it, all that stuff's based on like experience building you you, you both know that in terms of you've everything you've learned is probably either making a mistake or being in a situation and the same yeah. for me i made mistakes going through training i made mistakes with these different events and expeditions and every single one i do i learn something and i get a little bit better at dealing with it yeah. um dealing with that stress that's what it's all about it's, uh, that's where that mentality comes from is dealing, how much stress can we deal with the the tr going through that training i had just one thing in my head and that was put the green beret on and I remember we, what you do when you start training at Limpston is you get on the, on this special train that takes you, they've got their own train station, Limpston Commando it's called. Really? So you get on this little train and everyone getting on that train is starting training. So you all know, you all sat there on this train knowing that every single person in this cabin here, we're gonna go and get off. So you all sat there and it was just dead silent. And we jumped and as we approached the doors open and there was this, I remember there was this corporal there to meet us with his like drill stick and his green berry on shouted at us to get off and I remember being so nervous and jumping off but I remember seeing his beret and thinking that's that was suddenly my mm. motivation tool that's the vision board that we talk about visualizing yeah. what your goals are for two years a year and then breaking it down and that was your vision that, was that it. green beret it's the yeah. end goal it's the yeah. end goal you and go into yeah. something can you set that's what I this is what I am going into it this is what I want to come out of it and the green Beret was exactly yours. that, yeah, and actually, it, it, and it's a really nice way of finishing training because you have, to, you have to do these commando tests at the end, and the last one is a thirty miler, and it's thirty miles with like a, a backpack, webbing, and, and carrying your rifle, and you do it across Dartmoor, so it's like run, you get you run all the downhills and the flats, and you speed walk all the uphills, and it's just up and down over these. Over How these long hills. for? Um, I, probably, I think oh, I can't remember the exact time, but I think it's like six or seven hours um, that you're going for so along it. But when you go to the end, you go over this famous little bridge, and at the end there, yeah, there's someone that literally put, puts the berry on your head. Oh, and really? That's the end. So it's a really nice way to. Did end you training. know that that was happening yeah, before? Yeah, oh, yeah, you it's do. A famous okay. thing in the Marines oh, okay. that you know of. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but actually, on that train, we jumped off and saw this corporal and, and two lads that sat opposite me. Obviously, changed their mind last minute and stayed on the train. So the doors closed and they were gone. <laughs> I just went straight back to other. Yeah, yeah, they obviously oh, wow. decided it worked for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we talk about expeditions, I want I want you to. You've recently just got out of a boat. Yeah. Tell us about that. Okay. Yeah. So that was uh, so Atlantic Row. So that's um, in a relatively small, about twenty foot rowing boat, leaving from the Canary Islands, just off the coast of Africa, and then going across the Atlantic over to the Caribbean. So it's about. Well, we ended up doing, I think, about 3,200 miles it took us um, just because we had to detour slightly because of some bad weather. But 
yeah, that how it started literally was a was a message, and it was actually just after that pull up um, pull up event. I'd finished, and I was I, I I felt really crap afterwards. I felt pretty down, and I I kind of felt like I'd let quite a lot of people down as well as myself because I'd put so much effort and time and training into it. So I just disappeared down to Cornwall just for a few days, just to like on my own, just to chill out. And during that time, someone texts me and says. Um, are you free here? We we need someone to to row across the Atlantic with us. So you you rode with them? Yeah. So it's a te team of four. Yeah. And uh, what what happened was the there's two brothers um, who I'm now like really really good friends with who had, who had bought this boat out of this idea they were going to do it, and then the two people they originally asked to join them pulled uh, pulled out because logistically it's a big thing to go and do. Sure. So. And they had no experience of doing this kind of thing before. So they, they knew someone that knew me and they just reached out and contacted and said, would you be interested in uh, like skippering the team and doing it? So I'd never done anything at sea before, but some of the skills kind of relate across. And I'm quite a big believer in actually, if something come that comes your way like that, that you can, you can learn the skills to apply them and be confident in yourself. So yeah, so I said yes. And then we had about a year to prepare. So it was a year of learning about like, you know, navigation, about the sea crafts you need to have, um, about all the kit and things you need. Wow. And then, yeah, we pushed off and, well, it took us 40 days in the end or 39 40 days. days. Yeah, 40 days, yeah. D had you planned for it to take that long? No, I planned for it to be about 36. Um, and one of the mistakes I made as a leader is I sort of told the lads that's our goal. Like, you know, But, you know, that's a bad thing to say because unfortunately out there you're at the control of the weather and other, we had other things I'm sure we'll talk about, but other things that went wrong. So that only added time. Interesting you say that as a leader, you, you've got that responsibility even though, I mean, four of you, 40 days, 20 foot by two foot. Um, I mean, that's pretty intense. Yeah. What, what, any regrets, anything that you would do differently? No, I think maybe just managing expectations before. So really, really laying down, having super honest conversations of what we all expect of each other. So if we were doing it now and next week, knowing that, you know, we all expect to put X amount of effort in, we all expect that you're going to do these jobs no matter how bad you're feeling and we're going to chip in for each other and we all have the right attitude and things. So probably laying down those things and actually no other than that, I was quite lucky, like with a team, like really, really good lads and, you know. and comes back to those roles and responsibilities. Everyone oh, knows exactly the, that, the rules yeah. of the game. Yeah, playing in the right position. We've said it time and time yeah. again. <clears throat> the mindset, I, I'm fascinated by this. The fact of... You've rowed 3,200 miles across the Atlantic. And if I get this quote wrong, I've never done anything at sea, yeah, but I jumped yeah. at the opportunity. Like that's, that. honestly. That's like, Charlie I, Bronson I, stuff. I, I, I'm, in awe, I'm in awe of that because <laughs> you look at people. Is that, that a pun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you she, didn't even she, mean she, that, No, did I didn't. <laughs> she didn't. But you've got, no, you've got people out there. That, I wish I could claim that. You've got people out there that are in sales, scared to pick up the phone. I'm just going to send an email. I don't want to call them. I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. Um, you like one of my sayings last time, another one that I like. Ask for the order. Make rejection your best friend. So if you fail, you, you're used to it. You're not going to get upset by it. Whereas if you ask the question enough, you're not being put off by what people are going to say back to you. Yeah, you don't and win and lose, you win and learn. Jumping in and doing that, massive respect to you. I've got, I've, I've got to ask this because I'm sure there'll be a couple of people watching this that are going to want to know. It's going to be brilliant. What? Yeah. No. Oh, it's going to be a toilet question. It, it is, yeah. So if you're four of you in this boat, and I can't even visualise 20 foot waves and all that. I mean, I would be bricking it. Are you all paddling at the same time or is it like two on, two off? What what happens there? Yeah, so, so there's three rowing positions. 
So there's three seats that you could sit on. They're really close together, so you have to stay in time. If you're not, you're hitting to each other and stuff. But what what we the, the tactics apart from sometimes, which we'll talk about in a minute, was that you'd have two hours on. So me and you would row for two hours, and then Fraser and your teammate, you would row for two hours, and we just swapped like that constantly. There were times where we had to three up because either the wind wasn't the strong wind, enough, yeah, yeah. or I said, we've got this weather system coming in, like this low pressure, like you see on the, on the, on yeah. when you're watching the weather news. Um, coming in, we need to head this way um, to try and dodge it, so we need to go faster, basically. A silly question, but someone's gonna think it. How do you know you're going straight? A compass. So, so you. So what you're rowing, but you've got a compass static yeah, in front so of you. Yeah, so you have a compass, and there's other tricks, and like, you know, like as you're doing it more and more, you know the position of the CERN. So you can, you, you, as an example, you know, most of the time you're trying to head west, so you know where the sun's going to rise. It pretty much should rise behind the boat if you're heading, you know, slightly off. So you use the sun throughout the whole day and time, and then um, yeah, compass. I had a little compass there for night. You, you can use stars at night as well for nav. Would you would you um, row during the evening, during pitch black as well? Oh yeah, yeah, row. It was two hours on, two hours off, constantly for forty days. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So that, and then, yeah. Did you not and know that? It was, it was constant the whole way across. Yeah. So, no, yeah. so the, the, there was one night that we had a night off, and that was because of storm. We were in a storm, and we had to lock ourselves in the cabin. <clears throat> but that blew you off. Uh, and took you over. It worked took kind of took a little course. bit further south, a little yeah. bit because this What's a little bit? In, three or four miles? Uh, thirty oh, in eight hours. We went something like on this boat in about thir thirty-five oh, miles mate, in eight hours. I'd, I'd have it. to get off. I mean, <laughs> but can you imagine that? Wake up. Where are we? <laughs> Miles back We're in Stevenage. We should be in Mears Ashby. It's not a place you want to wake up. And yeah, I've got. Toilet, like yeah, a toilet in the cabin. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You had a bucket, so the cabins are too small. Like especially us three, like you kind of like bunched up. So, so uh, in the, in my cabin, we had like the GPS in there, so I could see location and all the radio stuff. And other than that, there's not much room because you've got loads of everything stored for 55 days. We plan for for food. And That's a lot like of that. toilet roll. That's a lot. Of, well, we actually use baby wipes. Yeah, so it's a lot of baby wipes, like those ones that like just dissolve in salt water, so you could just throw them in. But yeah, you had a bucket and then just chuck it over. Yeah, so you had a bucket. Sustainability. Yeah, David Attenborough will love that. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you. Um, yeah, it's food for the fishes, isn't it? So yeah. you go, um, you, you bring out, you put some salt water in the bucket, go for a toilet, throw it over again. But again, that's. To me and you, that's completely strange and alien. But, yeah, but I'll tell you, it was for us, though. I'll tell you though, right? Yeah, from a, and I'd, I'd, we're going to have to move on because I, for 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 different reasons. But if you were to do that in a corporate environment, whether you're bringing people bring together, in some salt water into the office, no, or buckets, no, <laughs> like putting a, say you put three people on a boat with with him for that forty it's days. An HR nightmare. Well, well you're either going to hurt each other or you're going to create this amazing bond that's going to benefit you and that brings us on to the expeditions mm. you're now offering this as a service to to businesses where you can say right we'll take your senior management team or your leadership team your directors and you'll go and do stuff in where iceland africa or well, all sorts so we've got like smaller locations locally so we're just at the we just partnered with canoe to at richard lakes brilliant i love that business so yeah we're, we're so richard and ian Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're such nice guys. So we've partnered with them, and now we're going to launch like a one-day workshop, which involves a little bit of outdoor stuff, but it's really soft, and anyone could do it. And it's gonna, and we're gonna hopefully the the whole goal of that really is to for people in business that want to be better leaders or learn how to help their team become better leaders, and then like you said, strategy how to how to build better goals going forward. 
and th- and this is at Canutu in yeah. one of the, the the meeting rooms. Yeah, in the meeting room. And then what yeah. you utilise the lakes in terms of the outdoor. Well, I don't want to give too much of information away, but yes. Right, yeah. okay. for, so for those that don't know, that's Rushton Lakes, as in how locally. Opposed to what lakes? Fraser Stanick Lakes oh, that's a good point yeah, yeah. Right. yeah well done Fraser yeah Rushton Lakes cheers Fraser attention, attention to detail yeah, yeah. three P's um, five but um, I've got an idea why don't we do a competition for somebody that's watching this if you've carried on listening this far you deserve this but no but, but, but true, truly because I, I I've, we, we will do something anyway but why don't we do a competition to um, to all things business readers um, they'll win a day. Yep, a day's course for up to twenty people. 10, twenty people. Twenty people max. Yeah. So it can either be we'll either look at doing two companies of ten or one company of twenty, and we'll put it on at Canuto, and then we'll cover it in all things business, and then they can re- report back and review it and see how it goes. That'd yeah. be amazing, mate. Yeah, Fraser, do you think we can sort that out? Absolutely, Arthur. Yep. You can edit this little part of the podcast to get it out as a social clip. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. No, thank you, mate. Yeah, this yeah. is why you do no, what you do. Well, no, I think it's great. I'm a, you know me well enough now, Jack. I'm a, I'm a big believer of people. I learn something new every week, and I still make mistakes. Um, but I love to learn from those that have gone and done what you've done. Oh, I've got to grab this with both hands. I've never done it at sea, but I'm going to do it. That's pretty scary. But somebody once said to me, or actually, I think I read this. It was during COVID. Amazing things happen when you put yourself outside your comfort zone. And um, and, I, and I believe that's true. I really do. Um, Matt, I've loved it. I've, I think it's been really good. I think you're a, a wonderful guy. You've done amazing things for charity. You should never, ever um, f- feel bad about that chin-up challenge at all. Um, no matter what I said, don't take well, it. That's, that's what's part of the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just, yeah, no, insp- it was yeah. just yeah. inspiration. Just jab Fraser and he'll soon sort him out. But I do think... Well, no, you can't do it now, can you? Because your shoulders. Oh, well, yeah, I did try to. I started training again for it maybe about a year ago, and yeah, yeah. All right, okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll see. Why don't we then, take suggestions? If yeah, anyone's, anyone's got a challenge for you to do for yeah, that's a good for Jack, idea. and we'll align it subject to medical terms and but, conditions and conditions. We'll write those shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. But no, anyone that's got a uh, an adventure that they'd like to set Jack, we can align it with a charity. Correct. A local yeah. Northamptonshire charity. Yeah. And then we'll we'll get behind it and publicise it and push it out. Okay. And if it's not too physical, you could join in, I was thinking, as well. Well, you're gonna go video it. <laughs> Just carry on carrying you out there like I uh do you, you carry me. Yeah. Do you wanna have a running race? <laughs> See that's your go to. You're on a losing streak. You can race at the stairs from the bottom, eh? He'll go in the lift. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he, thinks he's Paddy the, Mc, the, he thinks he's Paddy McGuinness. And the stairs is quicker as well. Right, yeah. Jack. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Really Cheers. good. Appreciate really good. That. Well done, mate. Thanks, and um, same time next week, Fraser? Same time. Yep. We'll put it in our diaries and go again. But oh, yeah, mate. thanks um, for everybody for listening. The kind messages that people keep sending through, they do. They do mean a lot. They so. do. Thank you.